Welcome to Explore Your Spirit with Kayla. Journey with Kayla as she speaks with researchers, artists, teachers, and healers. Delving into topics of ancient mysteries, metaphysical explorations, and new discoveries from science and spiritual arenas. Explore Your Spirit with Kayla can be found online at exploreyourspirit.com. Visit the website for more podcasts, articles, metaphysical news, and upcoming events. Visit us at exploreyourspirit.com. Welcome to the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. Welcome back to the 2018 season, and this is episode two, the five people that basically sum up your life experience. So let's talk about this. I'm a big believer in the philosophy that the five people you spend the most time with have a direct effect on the quality and outcome of your life. These five people affect your life on a daily basis, as well as having a strong influence on the direction and success of your long-term goals. This is not a new concept. It's an old wisdom teaching that still rings true today. And in the book, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, author Catherine Ponder speaks on this topic. I'm a big fan of her book, and I recommend it as a must-read to all of my students and clients. In her book, Catherine says that when you have a dream or a goal that you're really working hard on to create, that the best course of action is not to share this dream with everyone you know. And that sounds kind of counterintuitive, right? Why wouldn't you share your dreams with others and get their input? Well, Catherine recommends you keep your dream to yourself for the most part so that the energy surrounding your creation stays pure and high energy and positive. And the reason behind this is, many times when we share our dreams or our very ambitious goals with others, they often can throw negativity and cold water on the idea. Sometimes it's because they're jealous. Uh, Maybe they're jealous we're attempting to better ourselves when they're in a rut. Other times it can be even worse because they think they're being helpful and they're offering their advice and opinion on why this dream appears unrealistic to them. And therefore, if it seems unattainable to them, then surely it must be for you as well. With this, they think that their opinion will help us see the folly of our dream. And this would help us avoid a negative experience, they think. What a kindness they are doing, as they think this, shaking us out of our silly dreams. In reality, what they are doing is creating a negative experience with their words. And then they're spreading that energy all over us and into our auric energy fields and our mental field, our emotional field, even our physical field when they speak. Their attitude and their comments quickly dampen our thoughts and have us questioning everything that we've been thinking about in regards to our dream. You know what I'm talking about and you know who these people are in your life. All of you could tell me a story about when you were excited about something. Maybe it was an idea or a discovery. It was something exciting that you really wanted to do. And you rush in and you can't wait to tell someone about it. And then their reaction is not what you expected. Instead, they respond with, that'll never work. Or it's already been done. Or how could you even possibly do that? 
or you don't have the time or the money or the expertise for that. Or what will other people think of you if you do something crazy like that? Or the worst, you better not expect me to take part in this crazy idea. I could go on, but I think you get the idea here. These people are like a prick in a balloon. Their defeatist energy immediately pops the energy bubble that was being created. Your bubble, that minutes before was full of positive, creative, and hopeful energy. And when you share your dream with them, any energy you had raised to expansive new heights, well, it hits this negative force, and then it crashes and burns for the moment. If you're at all unsure about your dream or your idea, you begin to believe their self-limiting beliefs and thoughts and words, and many times you go on to make that your experience as well. There's an old saying that misery loves company. So when you share a big dream that might create bold, new, exciting change in your life, this in turn might have a side effect of causing change for others around you as well. Well, those who want nothing to change in their life, they'll do their best to squash that creative energy in you as quickly as possible, especially if they think it's going to have an effect on them. So, when you have a wonderful idea or a dream, Catherine Ponder says, share it with maybe only one or two people and be very, very choosy about who these people are. They should be uh, what we describe as a cheerleader in our life, someone who is supportive and positive and upbeat and believes in us and what we can achieve. Their role when you share your dream is to respond with positive affirmations, such as, I know you can achieve this, or what a fantastic idea. I can't wait to see what you create. They root for you to succeed. They'll listen to you when you need to vent and when you need to brainstorm, and they'll toss around ideas. In general, they're supportive and helpful. If you have one person in your dream who does this for you, they're a real treasure. And the best way you can pay them back is to be the same cheerleader for them when they're reaching for their dreams. So now you know why it's important to be very selective in who you share your dreams with and why it's important to consider who the five people are that you spend the most time with in your life, including how your interactions with them affect you. This is important to consider, not only when sharing a dream, but also how do these five people make you feel on a daily basis? Now that we know about the power of five in our life, there's even more I want to tell you about this magic number. It's a formula. Here's some fascinating information about people who have achieved something really amazing in their life. And what's in common is that their success stories usually boil down to five major points. Number one, they had an idea that excited them and they had the passion to move forward to create it and see it take form. This idea became their dream and they were full of positive energy about it. They visualized the dream becoming a reality and then they took action. Two, they ignored what naysayers, negative people, said about their dream and they spent very little time around them. They didn't waste time debating with people who only wanted to tell them how it couldn't be done. They understood that people with limiting beliefs very rarely accomplish much in life. So they limited their time around these people. Instead, they focused their energy on moving forward, keeping their thoughts and energy and creativity at a high level. They didn't share much about their work around these people, so they didn't have an opportunity to prick their energy bubble. Three, 
They spent the majority of their time and energy focusing on how to manifest their dream. In their spare time, they surrounded themselves around other optimistic thinking, high energy people who were very successful entrepreneurs and those who had built their dreams into great success. They studied how these people accomplished their dreams and learned all they could from the helpful information that these successful mentors shared with them. Four, they didn't stop. They didn't quit. And they didn't let themselves get down when they saw that things weren't going right in the project. They didn't see failure. Instead, they saw each obstacle as a learning opportunity and just another step forward to finally getting it right. Five, when they reached their goal or important milestone, they celebrated the moment and then they went right back into enhancing and building more on that dream. Or they created a new dream to keep the momentum and energy going. They also never forgot the people who helped them on their journey and they gave back by being a mentor to someone new with a dream, following in the footsteps of the mentors who helped them. I've always found these five steps to be helpful in dream building, and over the years, I've come to realize that this same advice works in almost every form of daily life. As an entrepreneur, I'm always building a dream, while I'm working on enhancing the ones I've already built, so I take this information pretty seriously on every level. And in my work as an intuitive entrepreneur coach, I teach these techniques to my clients as they build their companies. And then I take it up a notch and show them how to use their dreams to get the answers they seek, as well as catch a glimpse of future trends on the way. But even if you're not working on a big dream right now in your daily life, you probably still have goals that you're working on manifesting. Maybe you want a new house, or to be in a great relationship, or even start a family. So ask yourself, how is this going for me? Are things flowing smoothly? Or do roadblocks keep appearing that seem to be keeping you from achieving what you want? Then take a look around. First, start with your thoughts and emotions. Are you full of what I call stinking thinking, which are negative thoughts that are canceling out your dreams before they even get off the ground? If you find that you're focused on positive thinking, then think about how you feel when you're around the five people you spend the most time with, when you share your intentions and dreams. Are your dreams well-received? Are the people you surround yourself with cheerleaders in your life? For example, let's say you've decided to start dating again, and you're hanging out with a friend, and you tell them that you're ready to put yourself back out there on the market. How do they respond? If it's a girlfriend, does she start complaining to you about how many bad men there are out there, and that you better not end up with another one, like your last boyfriend, And when you say that you won't, she starts saying, well, you always do, and you don't listen to me, and I know you're going to do it again, and when you do, don't come crying to me. Or guys, if you tell your friends you're ready to date again, do they start giving you advice on how you don't have any game, and then they start telling you how you need to use their special tricks to get the girl? Or maybe they remind you of how badly your last relationship went and advise you never to fall in love again. These friends are usually well-meaning, And possibly they're even right in their assessment of what went wrong for you last time. But at this juncture, they may not be the most helpful cheerleader friends right now when you're first trying to put yourself back out there in the dating scene. Before sharing with them that you're thinking about dating again, 
it might work better to have a prequel conversation with them in a more productive way, where you ask them their thoughts on how they perceived your previous relationships and what you could have done differently or seen more clearly at the time. Have this type of conversation at a time when you're in an insightful mood, when you're actively working on clearing out the energy from your past relationships so that you can gain understanding and wisdom from these experiences, and then you can let them go from your thoughts and emotions and clear out your auric field. Do this work first when you're ready to process the information in a healthy, positive way, and then let it go. Then later, when you're ready to start dating again, you might keep this announcement to yourself for a while in order to remain open to exploring a different type of relationship with someone. You might not share that you're dating right away with all of your friends, as they might, again, in a wanting-to-be-helpful way, start to find flaws with everything you're doing and flaws with the person that you're just starting to get to know. Instead, hopefully by this time, you've identified that cheerleader person in your life who will still honestly tell you if you're heading in a wrong direction and if it looks bad but they won't dwell on this information. They'll be supportive and positive, and maybe they'll even challenge you to look outside your comfort zone when dating. They might encourage you to try new experiences and meet new people that you might not have considered before. And if they're really amazing, they might even help you see that you're learning more about yourself and growing through this entire process. The same goes when you're starting a new career or moving or or buying a house. For example, let's say maybe you've decided that you're ready to become a homeowner and you tell your family and friends. The first thing many people want to do is share with you how everything went wrong with their home buying experience, how bad it was to get a mortgage with the bank, how stressful it was to negotiate the price on a house, and then they list all of the things that go wrong and all the things that break when you own a house. Next, they complain about how they hate cutting the grass and doing home repairs And well, pretty much their list appears to be endless. And after you leave the conversation, you're kind of wondering why they're even living in that home. And then you wonder, why in the world should you buy one? Right? Who needs that kind of trouble? The point is, it's good to be aware of the positive and the negative aspects of owning a home. You want to do your homework ahead of time before you begin your search. And again, this is a good time to chat with people to get their thoughts about what it's like to be a homeowner. You will want to know these things, like what does happen when things break in the house, and what is the experience like to get qualified for a mortgage? What are the pitfalls to avoid when looking at houses? And how does a realtor help in the process? You'll want to educate yourself and be aware of all these things for when you begin the house hunting process. So the trick is again, same thing, do this ahead of time. When people ask you, Why are you asking these questions about houses? Are you house hunting? You might reply, not quite yet at this time, but I hope to in the near future. But right now, I just really want to learn about the experience so I can be prepared. When you approach the conversation this way, it will help dissolve the emotional intensity from the conversation. Then in the future, when you're officially house hunting, you can focus your energy on the positive experience and build strong energy with the intention that you want to manifest the right and best house for you. Your energy now will be clear and strong, and your thoughts can focus on the features you want in your home. The best cheerleader for you now is you, 
and you can ask the universe to be your guide and to guide you to the house that is has the highest and best good for you. Your energy will not be clouded with people in your ear telling you to watch out for this and that problem. Instead, at this point, you're energetically aligned in a positive flow of energy and you're using your intuition and asking to be guided to a house that feels truly like home to you. In this state of enhanced positive light-filled energy, you are free to follow your feelings and to tune into your emotions clearly in order to listen to your higher self as a guide. Then when you walk into a particular home that's right for you, you'll be able to feel it intuitively and you can visualize how it will look when you live there. You will have removed the stress from the situation so at this point, your energy fields are open and aligned to allowing your intuitive side to locate a beautiful space for you. I have so many stories of how I've found my right home through using my intuition. But back to the story for now. So once you've used your intuitive side to locate the house that feels wonderful and, and like it's meant for you, then you can move into your logical mind and go over all the details and negotiate and focus on a thorough inspection to find out what kind of work the house might need. Then you assess the amount of work that would need to be done and decide if you're willing to take that journey with that house, or if it's back to looking for something with the same feel but more updated. Part of the intuitive journey is paying attention to what you are being shown, which could be a series of houses that eventually lead you to the right one. Many times the right one isn't what you thought it would be originally, and you have to go through this process in order for you to understand that what is for your highest and best isn't always what you first thought it would be. Now you're in balance. You're armed with knowledge and information to discuss the pitfalls and perils from early conversations. And you're open to being intuitive and allowing yourself to experience how the house feels. Because you went into this process removing the fear first and not allowing negativity to hang like a dark cloud over you, which essentially clouds your intuitive side, you're able to energetically attract homes to you that allow you to see their true potential, along with any challenges they bring as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what it means to be in the flow. This is what it means to be a positive, intuitive, in touch with your higher self, high-level manifester, living your dreams and walking your talk. Again, if you're lucky, you have a spouse or a good friend or a family member who is a cheerleader for you and who will be on this house hunt with you, and they'll offer you positive support during this time. This journey is one of achieving balance. Logic is just as important as intuition. The trouble is, many people worship logic, leaving no space for intuition as an equal partner. Geniuses have always understood that you have to have both. Einstein is famous for saying, The intuitive mind is a sacred gift, and the rational mind is the faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. And that's why I'm here teaching you this today, because in order to live our best life and achieve all that we want, we have to respect our intuitive, creative side as much as we respect our rational, logical side. When we work with both, this is mastery. This is being able to work through your emotions and be in tune with your intuition 
and then being able to tap into the logical side of the brain as needed. If you just stay in the logical side, you miss the bigger picture and you'll miss out on a lot of experiences that are right there wanting to come to you. But these can't even be seen or even conceived without an open mind. It's like living a half-life. You're stumbling around in the dark and not even realizing it. Other people call to you and say, hey, come on out, it's beautiful over here. But if you're trapped in your logical mind, you think, those people are crazy. There's nothing out there. They've lost their mind. The thing is, they haven't lost their mind. They just know how to see the perspective from both sides of the mind, both the logical and the intuitive. And they're doing their best to help you see the whole world in front of you uh, that you've partially blocked. When we stay in the logical mind, we only perceive what we think we know and what we've been told. We don't grow. We don't see other possibilities and potentials. Being in the logical mind is like living life through the perspective of how it appears on a basic TV sitcom. This TV program creates a family in a certain lifestyle and situation, and this family has experiences, and the family always reacts the same way to whatever happens in their daily life, and this is just how it is and how it's supposed to work. Not much changes because... It can't change. This is just how life is, they say. This is how life works. And so anytime a change happens to the family, everyone gets caught up in the drama and they act out. And the family dynamics repeat in this self-limiting pattern over and over. The dad always overreacts and yells and the mom panics and the kids act out. You know what I mean. The logical mind thinks this is all there is to life. There's no escaping things. Life does what it wants to us, and we're just here trying to survive it all. Yet, when we step into the creative, intuitive side of the mind, we see that there are many more possibilities and alternatives, and that we have the ability to grow and evolve, and to do things in new ways. The intuitive mind expands and allows for new ideas and millions of possibilities, we then see there never was just one way or one outcome in life ever. So when we look at these examples, we must return to thinking, who are the five people that I spend the most time with in my daily life? And what effect do they have on my thoughts, my emotions, my outlook on life, and how I feel about things in my life in the world? Now, if you really want to go deeper, into these wisdom teachings, what you're really asking yourself at this point is, who do I give my power to every day? When we reach out to others to talk about our ideas and dreams or to get their input, if we're not careful, we give our power away to what they say or how they react. It's okay to get others' opinions, but it's important to stay true to your feelings as well. So when you ask yourself, who do I give my power to every day? Ask, are they positive thinkers? Are any of them my cheerleader? Do they stretch themselves with dreams? Or do they always play it safe? Even if the person's not a big dreamer, if they play it way too safe and they don't stretch themselves to try to do more or be more or try more things, that has an effect on you. 
many prosperity teachers explain that it's good to hang out with people who have accomplished more than you, as their successful thought patterns lift you up into their highly creative energetic space, which has the effect of motivating you into wanting to achieve your goals. This doesn't mean that the person is a wealthy entrepreneur. It could be a person who overcame a challenge in their life of any kind and who has a great outlook or anyone who is a positive outgoing person and has achieved something that you respect and admire. It could be a parent who aspires to be more loving and patient with their children, a friend who wants to learn more about new and interesting things, or an entrepreneur who has chased their dreams and caught some of them and has learned a lot of valuable life lessons along the way. The big questions to ask yourself here are, what dream are you trying to achieve in your life right now? Who are the five people in your life that you spend the most time with? And how are you being affected by the people you spend time with? Once you've identified who these five people are, take a moment to see who the cheerleaders are in your life and who might be affecting you in ways that you haven't realized before. Are you being supported and encouraged or are you weighed down in negativity and complacency? You may decide to make some changes in your life in order to follow your dreams. And when you do, the ripple effect may be that some people no longer feel connected to you as they were. And this may cause ripples in relationships. And those ripples can build up into arguments and conflict and sometimes even endings of relationships and friendships. As you change and grow, your thought patterns and energy may not harmonize with their energy frequency anymore because you are looking at new possibilities and open to new potentials and outcomes, and that may feel uncomfortable to them because they may not be in a place where they're open to change. Each person has to take their own journey, and you can't make another person change. Trust me, I've watched people trying to change another person using every technique they can. Nagging them, shaming them, tempting them, bribing them, threatening them. It never works. The most you ever see is they will temporarily change their actions for a period of time in order to get out of trouble with the person who is trying to force them to change. But once they think the other person has relaxed and isn't on their case about changing, they revert back to who they are. The only person who can change ever is you. Change is not easy, but if you're aware of why your changes are affecting other people, It will give you a heads up on how to explain to them what's happening in your life and how those changes are coming, you still want to be in their life. But it will help you understand that the time you spend with them may be on a different level of experience and communication, and you may decide to wait at times before you share certain dreams or ideas with them. What may change is how often you connect with them or what particular conversations and ideas you choose to share with them. It's an organic process that each person has to work out in their own process and time. Over time, you'll figure out who your cheerleaders are, and you'll figure out who those are who might mean well, but aren't the ones to share your dreams with right away. I hope this information has been helpful. I have a book, The Awakened Dreamer, that teaches you how to interpret your nightly dreams while also teaching you how to take your dreams and turn them into real-life accomplishments. I share techniques on how some of the greatest inventors, geniuses, and entrepreneurs use their dreams to get the answers they were seeking. You could be next. So what's your dream?
Thank you so much for joining me here on Explore Your Spirit with Kayla. Tune in next week as I continue to share the wisdom teachings, both from my personal experiences and my journey. I followed my dreams in order to become an award-winning author, a respected wisdom teacher, and a successful entrepreneur. In these episodes, I'm sharing what I've learned in the hopes that will raise a conscious awareness of how very possible it is to reach your dreams. If you need a cheerleader and an intuitive entrepreneur coach in your life, reach out to me and book a session. Let's get you going on those dreams. Thanks again, and please share this episode with others and leave your comments below. Explore Your Spirit is on the web. Visit us at exploreyourspirit.com.